call is now being recorded. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Reggie Bullock, and this is the This Is Recorded podcast. I'm here with my boy. Uh, I know him as Joseph. Y'all might know him as Solo Eternal. He's a rapper coming up. He has an interesting life story. He's been through a lot, and he's really making waves out here and really trying to put on for him, his city, his family, everything. I know him from Lancaster, California. Uh, it's a place I lived and grew up in and went to high school at. And he was like the first person I met when I moved there. Uh, he was a good friend, man. And, you know, we, you know, missed each other through our life. We got separated, but those were like the first person I gravitated towards when I moved to California, man. But y'all know I'm at Solo Eternal, but I know him as Joseph, and we're going to take y'all from Joseph to Solo Eternal. So, uh, first off, man, uh, I just want to ask you, uh, your name, what you go by, and where are you from? Yeah, man, uh, my name is Joseph uh, Sanchez. Uh, my artist name is Solo Eternal. Um, from California. Uh, grew up Lancaster, Long Beach, LA, uh, basically everywhere. And, uh, you know, had the opportunity to speak to a lot of people, man, and, and learn off of a lot of people, man. Okay. So when you were little, um, what, what type of things were you into growing up? Well, you know what, man? I was into to basketball, man. I mean, uh, you know, shout out to everybody on the East Coast, man. Shout out to my boy Reggie. Uh, it's recorded live, man. Uh, your boy Solo said it. But, you know, I was into basketball, into, you know, uh, just, you know, street ball aspect of it and then we, we turned up to the actual uh you know ymca type of gig and then traveling teams and stuff like that man so yeah n1 mixtape man shout out to n1 mixtape man who, who remembers that man yeah volume three everybody got hooked on volume <laughs> three man that was it hot sauce when hot sauce came in the game it was a wrap after that everybody yeah. was hooked hey reggie I I used to cross you over though, baby. You know, I used to get that, 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 that Iverson on you. Hey, you was nice. You was the first Mexican. You was the first Mexican dude. I'm like, who the fuck plays basketball like this? Like, yo, I'm like, yo, I'm about to take you. You know, New York City is I'm about to do him in. And I'm like, yo, I remember we played back in uh, AVJC, whatever, and uh, you did like a spinning layup in a game. I was like, oh hell no. Nah. I was like, nah. Y'all squad with Jovan. Shout out to my boy Jovan, man. Uh, Desmond, uh, all in, man. Y'all had a real good team. What was the name of that coach? You remember that coach? He was famous out there in Lancaster. Yeah, shout out to Coach George, man. I mean, he, he was one of the biggest uh, inspire, inspirations in my life, man, because, I mean, as you know, I was the only Mexican on the squad, you know what I'm saying? But I, I love all cultures, man, especially my brothers, you know, and, uh, you know, running them sprints, them suicides, you know, doing that after school and, and just the passion. I mean, everybody that grew up on the block, you know, ended up being on the team. Like you said, Desmond, man, shout out to him. You know, my boy Joe Vaughn. A lot of the people that, you know, we grew up with on the block, you know, ended up, you know, transitioning to the school and then the school to, you know, the actual team, man. So shout out to uh, Coach George, man. Oh, yeah. So so you are right now transitioning or you've been doing it for a while being a rapper. So music has been in your life. What was the early music you remember growing up or that your parents played or that you just knew? What was their earliest memory of music as a child? 
Well, my, my pops, man, you know, shout out to uh, Operation Street Kids, man, you know, uh, Jojo Sanchez, man, and my mom, uh, rest in peace. Uh, you know, they, they had a gig uh, where they did something that had Coolio behind it, you know, <clears throat> and they were up in Watts, you know, helping out the community and the projects, man. And, uh, you know, they did this thing called Hope for the World. And uh, I heard that Coolio in the back of the house, you know, my pops used to have, a, a you know, his own little office in the back. So I never really, that Gangster's Paradise, I never heard that Gangster's Paradise, but that's when I was really exposed to it and be like, yo, I love the beats. I love what he was talking about, you know, especially, you know, coming from a, a aspect where we're trying to help, you know, versus hurt, you know, the community. You know I mean, he was talking about, you know, even though I walked through the valley of the shadow of death, I mean, he, he put that in there, man. I was like, yo, what is this, bro? You know, and I was, a, it was I was really young, you know, but, uh, you know, nevertheless, man, it, it was Coolio, um, you know, growing up and, and things like that, man. So, well, what did your mom and your dad listen to? Because I know they probably was into that. What do you remember them listening to? Well, you know what, man? My mom, you know what? I really don't even know what she used to listen to. Actually, I I do. She used to listen to anything I listened to. You know what I'm saying? So if I put on B.I.G., you know, she was listening to B.I.G. and she was was gravitating towards that. But, I mean, my dad, my dad, he would uh, throw in a lot of oldies, man. He's from East L.A. And uh, that whole culture back then, you know what I'm saying, where people were on the boulevard and Whittier Boulevard and, and, you know, the Los Angeles scene and things like that, man. So I, I grew up listening to oldies and, and really learning how to, you know, express, you know, the emotion over instrumental, man, over the oldies, man. I mean, it, it's just uh, remarkable, man. Yeah, that culture, especially, like, in the Mexican culture, East L.A., I know. Shout out to Art LeBeau, man. I hope he's still living as well. I'm not sure. But Art LeBeau is really cinema kiss. He's cinema kiss. To baby, to baby thumper, uh, coming home soon, you know. Oh man, I used to listen to that. That was the only radio station that really came in clear in Lancaster was like Art LeBeau on Sunday nights, man. He used to always send kisses to all the gangsters and all that. Like, shout out to him, man. For real, like the OD. What'd you say? Yeah, man. I said shout out to Art LeBeau, man. Shout out to Art LeBeau. Yep. Definitely, man. So, uh, what was your earliest memories of Lancaster and, like, just being there and living there? Well, you know what, man? I love Lancaster, man. It's uh, my, my, my greatest memory was moving to Park Circle, man. You know, and uh, Park Circle was, like, basically the apartment slash project of that, you know, that area on the east side of it, man, you know. And, it, you know, it was, it was great because I met everybody. I met you. I met Xavier, you know, Pecky, you know what I'm saying, uh, a lot of the bros, man, that grew up together, you know what I'm saying? We all lived there because, hey, man, now that I'm older, I understand that the reason why we lived there is because it was so it was so cheap, bro. You know, a lot of people were, our parents were trying to make it, and we didn't know that. We were just kids, man. And and, and the thing I love about Lancaster is that <clears throat> it wasn't on no, you know, Mexican black thing. It was like, man, we were all family. You know what I'm saying? So, man, I, I remember going to Pecky's house, man. You remember Pecky? Man, Kershawn, a.k.a. Kershawn, Pecky. <laughs> yeah. yeah. His mom, mom named Jennifer, right? His mom named Jennifer? Yeah, I, I believe so, man. Yeah, man. I, I remember going to Pecky's house, you know, and, it, and you know, they came from Inglewood, man. And, uh, you know, they, they had some enchiladas, right? I'm like, whoa, you guys got enchiladas. You know, I was a little skinny cat growing up. So, man, they threw some ketchup on the enchiladas, bro. And I'm like, yo, I found a love ever since. So even out here in L.A. now, man, when I get some at a restaurant, and people look at me really strange when I ask for ketchup, man. But uh, 
you know, it's just those sweet memories, man, from Lancaster, bro. Yeah, man, that definitely, man, Lancaster, like, everybody was ashamed to say they lived there back in the day, but it's like, hey, man, when you grow up, you like, you, you from where you from, you live where you live, so, and that's a part of life, so you can't really be mad at that. How, so how was it when you spent time in L.A. or Long Beach with your dad? Like, what do you remember, your early memories of that? Well, you know what, as as everybody probably knows, they're close to me, man, my, my parents, they split up when I was about eight years old, so, from like eight to eleven, I didn't see my pops, you know, and um, but I always knew my pops. You know, my pops was somebody that was, you know, he's still my hero, as everybody says, you know what I'm saying. But I took a I took a MetroLink man because I missed him, you know, and uh, he went yeah. back to my grandma's house in East LA. My 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 whole family's been from East LA, man, for fifty plus years, man, you know, and um, you know, I just had to go and see him, man. So when I would when I would leave from Lancaster to East Los, man, it, it would be uh, obviously a, a culture change, man, because, I mean, back then, bro, I mean, man, I mean, it, you, you talk about training day, homie, you can't get no realer than training day, bro, I mean, you know, where my pops was at, you know what I mean, there was bald-headed cats with tattoos all over their heads, you know, size 50, creased up, you know, G'd up from the feet up, I mean, they were really super active, bro, and, and that was something that, you know, because I used to play basketball, man. I mean, I always knew about it, but my dad always tried to keep me from it, you know. So, mm-hmm. you know, that was the environment, though. You know what I'm saying? The environment was, this is how they live out here. You feel me? And uh, and that's just the way it was, man. And, and, you know, talking about the Long Beach thing, I mean, you know, I was in Lancaster, and uh, my big bro, Clark, man, you know, Snuffs, man, he, uh, you know, he, he uh, always took me, him and his big bro, man, they took me underneath their wing, you know, I was, as you know, I got into trouble. I chose to live a different life and, you know, uh, basically free to do whatever, man. So I used to just take trips to the beach, man, and then eventually end up staying out there um, and getting introduced to that side of it. You know, the Long Beach and East L.A. are way different, you know what I'm saying? Uh, it's, you know, different from Lancaster as well. But, I mean, I guess the, the, the overall thing you can take from it and all the listeners can, can, can take from it is that, you know, if we don't teach these youth, man, somebody else will, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying, that, you know, that, the people that were in my life, you know, taught me wrong because I did wrong, you know what I'm saying, because I wanted to. Um, but I can honestly tell you, man, that, you know, one thing that's shared within every city, every ghetto, every street, every suburb, you know, every political party is, is that love, man, you know what I'm saying, that genuine love, even going down to religion, man. I mean, if you if you meet a stranger and they show you love, man, that's something that somebody probably never get inside their household, you feel me? And that's what I really felt like. That's why on here, I'm never really, I'm never going to bash gangbangers and gang members because people don't know what it feels like to feel that love from somebody that barely knows you. That's why people gravitate towards the life. Because it's like, yo, man, like, I don't have a mom. I don't have a dad. But they messed up on drugs. Or I never had this, and this gangster gave me that. So it's like you can't really judge a man because of what he does. Because, like, it's a lot of gangsters that's decent dudes. They just have to do certain things to survive. It's survival. A lot of people don't understand survival. You got to do whatever you got to do. And you in a certain lifestyle. And when somebody, if I, if my dad wasn't around and my mom is on drugs, but the gangster down the street showing me love, buying me clothes, doing this, I'm going to be loyal to him. Like, yo, this is my bro. Like, it's the fight going down. If he asks me to put in work, I got, I'm going to feel obligated to do it because when I was hungry or I didn't have no clothes or something like that, I had he helped me. So it's like people 
I'm never going to bash that because I know a lot of gangsters that always push me away from that life. And I knew what it was. So I was like, yo, stay away from it, whatever. But the people that's in it, it's always a deeper story than what people know. It really is, man. It's a super deep story. But on a lighter note, do you remember DJ's place? DJ, what would you say again? Do you remember DJ's place? It was a teen club in Lancaster by the fairground. Man, you know, I, I don't remember, man. I don't remember. Oh, man. Uh, I thought you would, but uh, you don't remember it. It was always oh, so funny. We used to wear terrible outfits, thought we was cool going to this little teen club and all that. It, it was terrible, man. But you remember it. So, so, so when do you feel like you really, you know, uh, gravitated towards that gangster lifestyle and, like, didn't really care about school and stuff like that? Because I, I remember when you go to your dad's house, it gave you a different sense, and you always liked it, and you would come back to Lancaster with more and more of, like, a gravitation towards the lifestyle. So when did you really go into that lifestyle for real? Well, you know, at that point in my life, man, I I, uh, I was in a transition to either playing basketball or going towards the streets, you know what I mean? And I was I was crushed, man, you know, that <clears throat> Pops wasn't around and, you know, I was I was really, you know, in that transition, man. So how it really happened was my Pops, I my mom had called my dad and said, hey, you know what, uh, you know, Joseph's, you know, shaving his head and, you know, hanging around with people that he never really did before, you know. So he called me. And when he called me, he was like, hey, you know, what are you doing? You know, and I just I just told him. He said, well, look, man, if you're going to be anything, man, if you're going to, you know, if you're going to play basketball, be better than Jordan. You know, he said, but if you're going to be a thug, you know, then you be worse than Capone. You know what I'm saying? So at that time, I, I felt like it was a green light. Now, I'm not shining a light on gang life. I'm not saying, you know, yeah, I'm, you know, a god and that stuff like that. But what I am saying is that, you know, at a, at a person's life, we all get an opportunity to to join a gang or, you know, join something that, you know, feels right at the time, you know. And uh, once I heard Pop say that, man, I was like, you know what? <clears throat> I'm putting the ball down, you know what I'm saying? And I'm, I'm going to end up running, you know, with this lifestyle, man, and, uh, you know, that, that's what happened, you know. It, it was a decision yeah. that I It was a quality decision that I made. And, you know, on, on a lighter note, too, man, I mean, when I started picking up the music, I've been doing music for, like, man, since I was, I want to say, what, 14, 15, you know, but just messing around, you know. Um, when that happened, you know, we were taking it as fun, you know, and then, we, we, the lifestyle, like you said, Reggie, I mean, the, the lifestyle just swung us down 100%. I ended up going to jail, you know what I mean, fighting a, fighting a case, a major case, you know what I'm saying? Woke up in the jail cell like, what? Like, you say what? You know? And, uh, you know, thank God I came home, you know, and the bottom line is, man, is that in 2015, I had to make that quality decision again. You know, and that quality decision was, look, if you, if you believe that you got a talent, and you got to gravitate towards that, man, and, and do your best and let God do the rest, man. And, and the rest has been history, man. That is, it's all based off of a, a quality decision, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah. We definitely, yeah, but we just going we gonna to show people your progression. In this interview, that's all we're trying to do. We're going to show people 
your progression from where you were to where you currently are now. So, you know, we just, you know, go into in the past a little bit and we're going to bring it right back up to the future. But, um, so when you were, uh, facing, how much time did you end up doing and how much time were you possibly facing? All right. So I was, I was facing a six year case. Um, I did a year. I filed my case for nine months. Uh, I was going to go to adult court. Uh, they call that fighting a, a fitness. Um, so I was very close to, to, you know, taking that six years. Um, but I did take a, a, a deal <clears throat> that gave me a 16 year joint suspension. And, uh, you know, it, it messed up my record a little bit. And the reason why I took that one was because my first kid was about to be born. So as I was a, a, a youngster, I, I was in the, in the camp and challenger, man. And, uh, you know, the backwards of violent alternative program, man. And, you know, they had this thing called, uh, something like dad visits or something like that, man, you know, and, and that's where I first met my daughter. Yeah, shout out to my daughter, Alina, man. It's, today's her birthday. Uh, you know what I'm saying? She turned 13, man, so it's been good. But, yeah, that's where I met my daughter, man. I met her in in, uh, in camp, and I was incarcerated the whole pregnancy, you know, and, uh, you know, court dates, you know, seeing, you know, things progressing. I was just a young man, bro. I, I, but, you know, that's what that was the major thing. So, yeah, I, I ended up taking a deal. Uh, for a joint suspension of 16, 16 years if I were to uh, violate probation. Um, but, you know, it, it, it all turned out good afterwards, you know what I'm saying? Okay, yeah, man. So, so when you were in the life, did it give you like a sense of family and like a sense of coolness and like what, what fulfilled it for you when you got into the life, like at the time, like what was it about it that just was so great to you? Like, like the hood life, you said? Yeah, the gangster life. But yeah, just getting into it, it and going. Yeah, it, it was just culture, bro. I mean, not to cut you off, it was, just, it was just the culture, man. I mean, it's like, you know, we grew up in a time where it's like, you know, be, you know, be a part of it or get smashed. You know what I'm saying? I was never one of those cats to get smashed. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it was it was a brotherhood that I never had, you know. I, I I'm a single I'm I'm I got no siblings, man. I got a half brother, you no know, shout out to him, but I mean he there's a major gap. Like we don't even talk, you know what I'm saying? So but I still love him, you know what I'm saying? So there was never nobody there, you know, and as you knew my mom, man, she tried her best, but you know, she she, she couldn't she couldn't do she you know, what she was supposed to because her own issues that she had, you know what I'm saying? And and pops was gone, so I mean, before you know it, man, it was just something that I wanted to do. A lot of my family, like my brothers, was like you and, you know, Xavier, and then eventually started getting into people that, you know, were from the set. You know what I'm saying? So that, that's that's what it is. That's what it is, you know? Yeah, because I remember we was young and dumb and playing around, like, yeah, let's do a little game with little crazy vatos. And I'm like, I'm a black dude. <laughs> and little crazy vatos. I'm like, and my name is Slim. What's up, homie? Yeah. I'm like, oh, my yeah. God. I look like some shit out of colors, uh, some shit like that. Like, what are you doing, dog? What the fuck are you doing, dog? Like, yo, I'm like, yo, but we into this shit. We wearing, we wearing, what, Sergio jeans or whatever the fuck they was called. Like, I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, with the solo, solo jeans going to the big hip wear on, in, uh, 10th Street in Avenue I and shit. I'm like, oh my God. I, I had the pool belt with the R on it and all yep. that. I remember my uh, Pam wouldn't let me get no Cortezes. My stepmom, I'm like, yo, let me get some Cortezes. <laughs> I'm going in. I'm going in. 
I know if yeah. I go to East LA, they be like, yo, what the fuck is this black dude doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, they got trampled, dog. Like, yo, what is he doing? But we was just messing around, really just tagging on stuff, just messing yeah. around or whatever. But we wasn't really into it. But I remember, um, I think you had moved and you came back and you had tattoos, you had the head and everything and i just looked like wow like he really went into the life man and it was like you know all i could just hope for is that you be safe man that's it i was like yo man like that's what you want to do i'm not knocking no man for this decisions he makes but i'm just like i just hope that he's safe because it's real like living there it's real like some black dudes may see you like yo what's up like you think you gangster what up some mexican dudes might see you from another set like try to get at you you may not even see it coming. So I just was like, yo, man, I just hope he's safe. And the thing that really hurt me is like, you know, damn, you told me like you had got airlifted before, bro. Tell us about that story, man. And the documentary was shot about you. Like, tell us about that, man. Yeah, man. Well, um, you know, I was young, man. I went to the homie's house and uh, we had some rivals pull up and I rushed them. Um, and that, that, that ended up, you know what I'm saying, me getting hit. You know, one time my lung uh, made my lung collapse, and then uh, my bro got hit, I believe, four or five times. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, it's just one of those things, man, when you're on the ground and, and you know what I'm saying, it's, I was 15 years old, man. I mean, it was like a movie, but then again, you know what I'm saying, it's like that that's the, that's the life I chose, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I ended up going and getting aerial lifted in the uh helicopter right and uh <clears throat> man i see this this camera on me right i'm like yo is this is this normal you know what i'm saying they got this camera on me you know and uh before you know it man they're like hey you know uh, we want to make sure that we we get you to sign off because it's about to be on the uh, discovery channel right so i'm like for sure man so there was a lot of stuff that they cut out you know what i'm saying because i guess they couldn't put it on tv that i you know that that i had in the documentary um because I was, I was a lot more different back then. And, uh, you know, but, yeah, I, I, I'm going to incorporate that footage, man, in a, in a video that's going to be coming out pretty soon. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, that was, a, that was an experience of a lifetime, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and it's just like Lancaster, man, at that point, was getting real wild, man. Yeah. Like, it was getting gangster life. You know, like, this is the thing for me, though. I come from New York where it's like, you know, it's like, you know, they have Dominicans. They got Puerto Ricans. They got Latin kings out here. They got they got a uh, different things, but like most for, for the most part, unless you in a gang lifestyle, or whatever, uh, black people and Spanish people they get along. But I come out to California, and it's like, yo, every year we get yeah. in blacks versus Mexicans. We don't really like each other. Don't look at me. I won't look at you. What's up? What's up? And I never yeah. really understood that because my vibe was just love. Like, yo. I'm, like, on some love stuff, and in New York, they really ain't on it unless you were part of, you know, some crew or something like that. Then that's yeah. different. But in California, that's just a thing. And it's really a sad thing because, like, black and brown, really, man, we really are behind. So it's yeah. like, what are we fighting for? You know what I'm saying? But this is a culture and a lifestyle that's been going on forever, so that's all it's about. It's like this is my team versus your team, and that's the way – it's going to be to the end of time, and it really spills out from the jails when black and Mexicans get into it, then they go out to the high schools, and they have rumbles every year, and it's just like, yeah. I, hated that. I hated that time because, like, 
I had Mexican friends that was real cool, and I had black friends that's cool, and I right. hear them plotting on each other, and I'll be like, damn, man, like, that's fucked up, but I can't stop gangster mm-hmm. shit. I ain't getting in the middle of that. Like, yo, if they gonna ride on each other, they gonna ride on each other. I'm just not trying to be around for that shit. Because I ain't swinging on my Mexican homeboy, and I'm not gonna side and swing on the black homies either. So I'm like, yo, I'm just out the way of that shit, because I ain't in the middle of it at all, but that's just lifestyle, man. That's just that's just culture, man. And man. So, 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 what? Go ahead, Reggie. Go ahead. No, you go. What I was going to say, bro, was, you know what, man, that's how come I, I, you know, I started this music, and I know we're going to catch back up to the music, man, but, you know, shout out to MK, Baby, BL Wings, man. Uh, uh, They come from the Watts, South Central area, man, and they're, you know, they're my black brothers, man, you know what I'm saying? And I love them, you know what I'm saying? And and, uh, that's what I'm bringing out with this music, man, especially the boy Motai, you know, the producer, man, you know, uh, I want to I want to challenge the world. You know what I'm saying? I want to show that you know on a positive tip, man. That yes, we we've, we've seen the you know the fighting. Yes, we've seen that we've been a part of it, man. But you know what? <clears throat> we can change. You know what I'm saying? For the good. And and that's how come I got my bros with me, man. You know, and they got talent, man. So that's what I'm trying. That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm trying. I'm, matter of fact, that's what I am doing. I'm not going to try it. That's what I, that's what I am doing. I'm bringing that, you know, that black and brown movement, man, you know, and, and just making sure everybody vibes to it because, as you know, Reggie, I mean, look, man, I mean, high school, I didn't get a chance to really go there where everybody else went because I, I was in trouble, right? But, you know, I did hear the stories, man. I heard the stories of people fighting, people that we knew, and you know, stuff like that. And it's like, man, you know, when you ain't on drugs and you ain't drinking and you ain't, and you got, you got a clear mind, it's like, are you serious? You feel me? Like, are you really just doing this? You know what I'm saying? And people can get DP for talking about that. But look, if you're a writer, you're a writer, bro. You know what I'm saying? If you're going to really ride to the facts, man, look, homie, if you don't like it, then don't F with me. Or, you know, other than that, man, you know what we can, we can do. You know, we never want to go to that alternative level, you dig it? But what I'm telling you is, is that, you know, it, it's like, look, you got to take a stance. You got to draw that line in the sand and say, look, man, look, homie, you know who I am. This is what I do. You know what I mean? Respect me about it. Or, you know what? I understand. I respect you enough to either walk away, you know what I'm saying, not take it to the next level. You do it. But I think that comes with a lot of, of you know, uh, maturity. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of people won't ever understand that, dog. You know, a lot of people nah. will never understand it. You know? And and that's, that's cool. That's cool, though, Big Reg. I mean, that, that's real cool because, look, I mean, I didn't understand it for years. You did? What happens if I did get to yeah. 16 or the, or the six years, bro? You know what I mean? People, people at that era and that time, man, American me was what you wanted to be. You know what I'm saying? I remember going to, as a young man, going to see where I was going. Man, they kept me in a, in, in a cage, bro, in, in a jail inside a jail because in the X, Y, and Z unit, bro, that's either for, you know, people that, you know, murdered somebody. They call it HRO, high-risk defenders. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, all that other stuff when you in juvenile hall and stuff like that, bro, that, that gets brushed underneath the rug. But when you go right there, you're facing the case. You know what I'm saying? So when I saw the when I saw the cage, man, that you know in this in this place, I mean, look, man, they had us playing basketball. I remember playing basketball with you guys, and I'm, I'm before you know it, I'm playing basketball inside a damn cage. You did, yeah. And, and, yeah. and I'm like, man, like, what's up with this? You know what I'm saying? And, and I, you know, it was something that it, it was a mind state, dog. It, it was a mind state that that had me thinking, like, yo, like this is what it is. You know, take the shirt off, play ball. You know what I'm saying? Uh, get get nothing but letters on you because that's what it means. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you're a big billboard. You know what I'm saying? And that's how, and, and towards the 
the beginning is getting tattooed, man. I mean, dude, that's all I have is letters. You know what I'm saying? Because I wanted people to read it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there's no read at the time, bro. You know, there was no there was no reason for you to read or ask me where I'm from. You could just, if you can't read, then bro, you got you 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 an idiot. You know, that's what I thought. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I mean, if you can't read what's on me, bro, then don't come up to me and ask me. And if you know what I'm saying, if you ask me, then maybe something else is going to come after that. You know. And that's just where my mind state was at. Thank God, homie, that I, I saw the, the light at the end of the tunnel, man, because you know what? I could be in, I could have been in the casket, bro, or I could have been doing life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. uh, that's why I count every day as a blessing, homie, and, and that's why I edify myself every single day, you know, with with, the, with, with what I believe in, you know what I'm saying, with the, with the word of God, you know what I'm saying? And, and also, you know, I make, I make bad decisions on the daily, bro. You know, I ain't perfect, you know what I'm saying? I, I made some mistakes in my life, but I'm not going to, you know, lean towards that and beat myself up all day about that. I'm going to keep pushing. I'm going to keep smashing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and that and that's what it's about, man. It's like, like I said, I can't I can't blame nobody for going into the gangster lifestyle, drug dealing lifestyle, any lifestyle they choose. I just be hoping that, yo, I hope you know what this entails. I hope you really know you re- – I hope you really know and ready to risk your life. I hope you really know. No, you ready to do those fifteen to life. I hope yeah. you really know you may be you may be strung out. I hope you really yeah. are aware of this. And a lot of them, they come from broken homes, bro. They come yeah. like I can't tell somebody who's seen their mom do drugs, to seen their mom, their dad beat their mom up, to see like uh people get killed in front of them. Hey, don't do drugs. Hey, don't gang bang. What do I look right. like telling somebody that stuff like that? What do I look like? Who am I? To say you're a disgusting person, I don't know what that person been through, bro. I have no idea. All I'm trying to say is, I just hope that you know this lifestyle is going to get you a certain way. But a lot of it, real talk though, is pain, bro. It's it pain. Is. They feel yeah. pain and they angry at the world, and they ready to take it out on anybody that ready yeah. that whoever comes up to them, they ready to take them out because they like you don't know what I've been through. I'm hurt. All it is is hurt, bro. They ain't feel love. They never yeah. felt love. So they like yeah, that's love. I'm about to, I'm about to bang at all costs. I'm banging. Yeah. I'm selling at all costs. I'm doing whatever. Why I care about somebody else, mom? When my mom is hooked on drugs, they don't give a shit. They're like, yo, I don't care. I'm a savage. Yeah. I'm out here, bro. And anybody can get it. You know. And I'm like, yo, I get it. I understand, but I just hope that one day you'll find that love and you'll find that peace and that you'll move past these days. But, hey, I, I, I totally get the lifestyle, especially in the West Coast. That's culture in the West Coast. Like, that, you, your mom's mom might have gangbanged. It's like, bro, how am I going to stop this? Oh, yeah, it's, it's, yo, I, I get it, bro. Yeah, shout so out to Real quick, man. Shout out to my grandma Alice, man. You know what I'm saying? She, it's funny you said that, man. I mean, she, she, she probably never, ever, you know, admit this, especially on a radio station, man. She's probably be mad at me, boy. I tell you, but you know, she came back. You know what I'm saying? And and she, she was a part of that culture. You know what I'm saying? But she thinks by putting, uh, you know, a watch over her tattoo on her wrist and, and putting more makeup on the tattoo on her face, man, that it's gonna go away. But, I mean, now I, I look at and that, that, that's the beauty of the beast, man. I see it. You know what I'm saying? I see the transition, man. And, and thank God she's, you know, still here with us, man. You know what I'm saying? But you see that back then, 
she was a part of the culture, right? You know, she got the tattoos, you know what I'm saying? But now I can see her from another aspect and say, look, man, she's putting makeup over the tattoos. You know what I'm saying? She's she's doing this, she's doing that. So yeah, it, it is culture. You, you are you are absolutely right, bro. And, and that's what I'm saying. Like we gotta really protect our young brothers and sisters, bro, of all races, just because it's like they need that love. They need to know somebody's there. And, and guess what? Your homie down the street is most likely showing you that love. Like, yo, come smoke yeah. with me real quick. Come here yeah. and lick with me real quick. Let's uh-huh. do this real quick. Remember we yep. went through the shootout? Remember we was in county together? Remember this, bro? I'm your bro. Don't ever turn your back on me. And you feel that loyalty like, yo, I have to say. You may not like it no more, but you feel obligated. Like, yo, I have to. Because I've been yep. through so much with this dude. What do I look like turning my back on this dude or this woman that been through so much with me? You know, it, it, I, I get it. So I'm never going to bash. I just wish it was a better way. But I know the way people grew up, it ain't no better way. That's it. Like, that's, yeah, and not to cut you off, man, but, hey, you know, that's something that we got to come up with, dog. You know, and that's something that I'm trying my best to come up with. You know, I'm trying to, you know, the biggest thing, like, look, I get an opportunity to go to the to the juvenile facilities, man, the place that I used to be at, man, and speak to the youth. And like I said, by all means, man, I, I ain't perfect at all, man. I'm trying on the daily, you dig? But I'm going to tell you like this, the opportunity that I go, you know, I, I do it as like I'm doing it up for the, the man upstairs, man. I do it with my best of my ability, man. And if, if it's even shoot, uh, you know, shooting my my, my message across through a, a track that I that I developed, or it's either you know talking just like I'm talking to you. You know, the biggest thing that we have a problem with right now, right right now, is when they come home, bro. You know, they, they yeah. you, you come home from doing the bid. You know what I'm saying you're going right back to the same spot. You feel me? And that's something that yeah. that us 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 us, white, black, Mexican, Chinese, purple, rainbow color, everybody, everybody got to pitch in, bro. Because if you ain't pitching in, then everybody's going to be, it's going to be clockwork, bro. You know, yeah, there's yeah. good cops, it's, cops, it's like there's good cops and bad cops everywhere else on the movies, but I'm going to tell you this, bro, you know what, everybody got to get paid, bro, and unless, unless we make a shift, the black and brown, uh, whatever color they are, bro, look, unless we make the shift for the great, to say, hey, you know, you know, little bro, there's a better way, then dog, we in trouble, bro. It's yeah, and that's why we got to win. We, we got to win because, like, we got to offer those felons opportunities. We got to look at them like, bro, let me tell you something. I know you just got out. But if you do right and work legit with me, we can work this thing out. I can give you a good little paycheck, and then you could eventually leave this, and I maybe could work for you because I see greatness in you, young bro. I see it. But you got to see it in yourself. You have to, because this lifestyle is going to mess you up. But I know that's all you know. But let me just take you under my wing real quick so you could, you know, try to learn a different life because I've been there for the people that have been there. You know, and we got we to gotta offer them jobs. It's financial. Like, think about paying your parole officer or probation. How am I going to pay when I can't get a job? That's right. I mean, I, I got I to hustle. I got to steal. I got to come up with the money. It's not designed for you to win, so it's so important that we don't even get caught up in it because this system is not designed for you to come out rehabilitated. It's to put you around other savages that are hurt and messed up, and then you get out and you're supposed to be a great person? No, that's not going to work. That's never going to work. Like, I mean, successfully, it's going to work for a few people, 
But if I come out with a felony, I can't get a job. You know, so it's like, what do you expect me to do? I got a daughter. I got a son. I got a family. My mother's sick. What you think I'm going to do? If they tell me, yo, hey, I got this. We could get this pack off real quick. You're going to do what you got to do to feed your family. It's survival. Like I said earlier, man, it's all survival, man. That's it. It's it's survival. So, so when you had your daughter and, man, I didn't even know, like, uh, the whole pregnancy you was locked up like did that yeah. make you want to make a change or were you so deep in the life that you still couldn't at that time no it, it didn't make a change at all bro it didn't and that's why our relationship is, is the way it is i mean you know when you when you deep involved in the game i can speak for myself man you know you you, you don't care about nothing you know what i'm saying so it was like okay i found out she was pregnant and i was already in jail um and that was it, man. You know, I, and, and I'm not bothering nobody, but look, hey, man, I didn't, I didn't wake up to say, oh, you know, because a lot of people be like, man, you know, I had a kid, man, I changed my life. But back then, bro, I didn't, I could never relate. I, I could, I, I couldn't, I couldn't say, oh, just because I have a kid, I'm gonna change my style. There was no way. You know, I had, I had that disease, bro. Where it's like, hey, man, you know, this is, this is what I'm representing. This is what it is. So the cat can drop to the ones eat my body. You know what I'm saying? And that, that's just, that was the main thing I would say all the time, you know what I mean? And and it wasn't until I had my other kids, you know what I'm saying, to, to actually have them at my crib, you know, have them at my house, you know what I'm saying, pick them up from the school, you know, go to the library, you know, walk to the school. Hey, man, that's that's what changed my life right there, bro. You know what I mean? That, as, as a father, you know what I'm saying, as a father to have that kid at the house and, you know, Really look, look, bro. God forbid anything bad happen, bro. But if something does, you know who's gonna feed my kid? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if I make the wrong decision, homie. Hey, I got, I got. You know, I'm about to have another one, bro. So I'm about to have four people that are gonna be without, including yeah. my, including my girl. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, what kind of leader would I be? And that, that's one thing that shifts me. It, it shifts me to a different gear because it's like, look, man. I've been through the struggle, but you ain't got to stay in the struggle, you dig? And, and, and as you go and you edify yourself, you know, through, through teachings and, and stuff like that, man, you know what I'm saying? You understand that, hey, there's there's other ways out here. You can move out. They say, hey, you're going through the fire, but you can walk through the fire, right? And only some can relate. And I'm not going to get religious or nothing like that, but I'm going to keep it one million for everybody, man. I'm a strong believer in God. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's one of the biggest reasons that helped me out. You feel me? But I'm also living in the streets, bro. You feel me? I'm, I'm living. I got a crib. Yeah, I got a house. Yeah, yeah. I'm not freaking in the box. Don't don't get that twisted. I'm not asking for you know money outside of freaking Jack in the Box. You know what I'm saying? Or asking you to buy the two tacos for a dollar. I'm not doing that. But I'm telling you, bro. Look, I, I I go to work in the morning. I drive through Compton, bro. I see prostitution yeah. every single freaking morning in my life, homie. I take a different route now. You dig it? But I'm telling you, look, if, if that's all you see, Reggie, you see prostitution. Look, the people that say the the, the drug dealer and, and and the and the street woman, hey, they ain't grinding. Look, homie, hey, hey, hey. If you're saying that you can't wake up in the morning for work, hey, I go early as hell to work in the morning, bro, and I see prostitutes out earlier than me. So if they can get up, you can get up to work at a warehouse. You know what I'm saying? Man, I, that's what I, I love that, bitch. bro. That's real talk, cause like, and it's cold outside. And it's cold outside.
See, L in the Bronx, they call it Hunts Point. They had a documentary on it back in the day. It's called Hunts Point. And they be out there. It's freezing in New York City with no clothes on. They out there, man. Like, it's real out there. I, like I said, man, this platform that I got, this podcast, I ain't never bashing nobody that's doing whatever. You know, yeah. I just hope that one day they can find a different lifestyle. But um, yeah. so so did you meet your meet your uh, now wife? Did you meet her when you were still in the life, or as you was getting out of it? It was like towards like it, I was still in it. You know what I'm saying? But I was I was lean. So so this this is what happened, man. Uh, I came home and, and they gave me to my dad. Uh, <clears throat> so I was living out here in L.A. and uh, you know my my dad's a you know he's he's been doing you know mentoring to the trouble youth for over 40 years, you know what I'm saying? So his life ain't to clock in, clock out, I'll be back, son. You know, it was like getting the car, we're going to go to Denny's, and then I got four meetings. You know what I'm saying? Now, yeah. I'm sitting in the back with some headphones, hoping my AA battery don't die on my damn CD player, and I'm, I'm riding Oh, talk them. about these youngins. These youngins don't know about that AA battery life. <laughs> hey, homie, and man, no CD no players. <laughs> hey, hey, the struggle was very real, bro. You know what I'm saying? And he would, hey, when he would hit a bump on me, hey, the, the CD would skip, skip real quick. And I'm like, oh, man. You hit a bump on me. You're making a mixtape in the car. You don't even know it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So, uh, you know, what would happen, man, was we had a, he had a meeting in East L.A., man. And, uh, you know, th- there was a lady to a uh, to a church man you know it was like a you know she you know she was straightforward like hey um you got you got you got to do community service yes yes ma'am all right well you can you can do community service here so i ended up doing community service there to get my hours you know done you know and then i was like man dude hey you know me reggie I, growing up i was skinny bro you know what i'm saying but when i went in you know the homies told me hey man you gotta get a little bit more weight you know you gotta work out a little bit bro because the people that we go against are way bigger than us right and I'm like, okay, it's nothing, you know what I'm saying? So I ended up getting that. So when I came home, food was like my love, you know what I'm saying? I I, I wanted to marry food, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> food was everything, you know. So <laughs> hey, so when when I was inside that, that uh inside that church, they had a community center, and in the community center they had a um you know free food and and you know people would be given the um you know like like charities like they'll give you some food, homie that. You know, in two weeks, it's going to go bad, but it came from, like, a bomb restaurant, right? So, man, you know, we have people in there, and bless their hearts, man. You got little old ladies that are cooking for people that are coming home from jail and stuff like that, drug addicts and all that. So I'm in there taking out the trash, bro, and I smell the food, and I end up taking me two plates and putting it down like James Brown, you know what I'm saying? And when I do that, you know, I start seeing that love, bro, that genuine love. I saw saw people there that, you know, actually uh, lost their son, bro. You know what I'm saying? At a very young age, you dig? And, and and they're like, yo, I've been through this, I've been through that. And uh let me holler at you. Because I always had my headphones on. You feel me? And and when they would try to talk to me, I'd be like, Okay, um, yeah, not a problem, yes sir. No, uh, you know, and, and, and just keep keep pushing, trying to get those hours in, you know what I'm saying? Um, even though I was in East LA, it was still Long Beach thing, you know what I'm saying? So it was like, you know, it it wasn't to the fact till I, you know, heard it day after day. And it wasn't changing that love, you dig? I felt like it was from the homie. You know, I felt like it, 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 and it started breaking the ice, man, you know what I'm saying? And and at that point, you know, not to get out of subject, man, but, you know, at that point I started, like, really 
learning, you know, how to how to become a, a, a person that can be, you know, inside the resumes, you know, going and, and asking for, you know, a job, outworking everybody. And, you know, shout out to Eric Thomas, man, E.T., the motivator, man. You know, I felt like that before E.T. was even around. I even had YouTube on, on my damn phone, bro, because back then Boost Mobile didn't have a freaking YouTube on there to touch screen, bro. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I wanted to outwork anybody to get to where I was at. And when I met my girl, my wife, you know what I'm saying? Hey, you know, I was just failing, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, but it was at the, it, you know, she seen me, you know, going to the neighborhood. She, she knew a couple of the fellas, you know what I'm saying? And, and, uh, you know, she was definitely down for me, you know? And, uh, you know, that's just what it is, man. Through thick and thin. I mean, yeah, I went back to jail for a little bit and I came back out and I fought cases or whatever, but not like super, like, you know, tripping, like, you know, out of craziness, like the way I used to. But I mean, yeah, she, you know, shout out to her, man, because she, she basically stood with me when I didn't have nothing, you know. You know, I wrote this song, and I wrote, I wrote this song, bro, and, you know, talking about, you know, one-bedroom apartment up and down and sleeping on the floor, on the floor. you know what I'm saying? And that was real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, I, she I, was I, there the whole time. She was there. Yeah. She was right yeah. there. Before Solo Eternal with Solo Eternal, bro. You know what I mean? Like, she know I made music, you know? But, I mean, look, in L.A., hey, homie, you, you can't touch a house. You can't buy a house if it's, if it, you know, for $200,000 out here. We, we, we buying houses for four fifty, bro. Three hundred and fifty yeah. out here, bro. You talking about a mortgage of realistically, homie, over $2,000, homie. That's not talking about water. That's not talking about Edison. That's not talking about gas. That's not talking about gas for your vehicle. Hey, so a grown man, you step into a grown man's shoes. Hey, do the math. Oh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Man. That's just the way it is. You dig? And, and, and she was with me when I was trying to get to that point, man. That's what I appreciate. Yeah, man. Hey, man, that, it's just certain points where, you know, you got you a queen. Like, it was it was funny. Like, when I met my wife, she was my girlfriend at the time. It was like we used to go pay all the bills and then laugh at who had more in our account. And I had seven dollars and she had eight to last a week <laughs> off of seven and eight bucks. And it was like if she'd been with me in the trenches and we laughed about this shit, being broke, when I get to the fucking top, she's gonna have everything and more because she was there at those times. Like, yo, like she was right there. Who had more money? Seven or eight bucks. That's where we was at with it. Like, damn. Like your account is beating mine this week because you got a dollar more than me. Like shit. So, I mean, when you meet somebody in those circumstances and, like, yours, you know they're a queen, man. But with somebody that I did know, I didn't get a chance to meet your queen currently, but I will one day. But one queen that I met of yours is your mom, man. And, like, I never got to, you know, I told you before, but, like, man, God bless you. And I know that's an everyday battle and it's a journey not having her here. But she was really a good lady, man, and really sweet and real, like, warm, and she never made me feel no type of way. She yeah, she yeah. really provided for you. She gave everything to you, man. She really, yeah. like, and I, and I envied that because I had, like, I didn't have that with my mom. Like, my mom had her own demons she was facing. That's why I lived with my dad, and my mom was going through her own struggles from how she grew up, and she had me young, so, you know, she couldn't maybe relate the right way or the way I needed, so I was always searching for that love like you had from your mom. I was like, damn, I wish I had that, but 
she made me feel like a son whenever I came over there. And she, you know, would cook or she would drive us around in the Volvo. Shout out to the silver yeah. Volvo, man. <laughs> she would do anything, man. She would really, man, she would get you the Dreamcast or the PlayStation and we would play it. Yeah. I remember she, she would walk home with you if something was wrong with your car and everything. Yeah. But man, just, just what do you have to say? About your your the ultimate queen. Now your life right now definitely is your queen. But that that the one that you came from is that queen. And your mom, tell us about her, man, and and just just, just tell us briefly about your mom, man, and what she meant to you, man. Yeah, shout out to uh, Rebecca Sanchez, man. That's my mom, man. Rest in peace, man. Uh, that's why I got a tattoo on my forearm. You know, remind me every day she's my right hand. You know what I'm saying? And uh. You know, she she got killed back in 2012, man. Um, we were going to church, man. She got hit by a car in front of me. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, so she died that night. And, uh, you know, but like I said, man, you know, God was waiting on the heaven that, you know, uh, in heaven on the angel that I had to let go. You know what I'm saying? And I made that in one of my songs. I barely put it out, man. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, she, she, she was ultimately everything to me, man, you know. And I, I swear to you, man, <laughs> I put that down. Hey, if I didn't have God in my life, bro, hey, I wouldn't be having this conversation with you, dog. I'd probably be like Sean Poe back in the day, homie. You'd be talking to me on, you know, over the damn whatever the the cell phone, or if I can get, you know, the cell phone from the homies or from the guard inside there, whatever. But I'm telling you right now, man, it, it, my life had seriously changed. And I'm not saying that, you know, I'm, I'm you know, a weakling or anything like that, because I don't even got to explain myself to nobody, bro. But I'm going to tell you right now, dog, if, if I didn't have God in my life, homie, I would not be here, dude. And that's what she showed me. She showed me that, you know, those prayers, homie, those prayers do work. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not here to preach to nobody, bro, but I'm, I'm here to keep it one million. You know what I'm saying? And and what she, the, the greatest gift that she gave me was God in prayer. You know what I'm saying? And and she showed me, man, diligently, you know what I'm saying? When I was coming home from work, you know, because when we, when we got that place in Downey, it was, you know, basically my redemption. I told her, man, look, man, I, I messed up tremendously. She lost her house, her car because of me. I mean, like you said, when she would ride, she would ride all the way as a, as a mother should, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, man, I remember she was without a house for a long time. She had to live with my tia, you know, shout out to my nana, you know, for years, you know what I'm saying, because of me, you know what I'm saying? Like, so when I when we got that place up in Downing, I was like, look, man, I'm getting my life together. Why don't you come and stay with me? You know, so it, it was a blessing to have her in my life, I think, the two years that she lived with me. Uh, because I didn't, you know, like you said, I didn't really have it too much growing up. She was there, but it was like she wasn't because she was a she was addicted to medication pills. You know what I'm saying? Uh, due to the to, to the divorce and and stuff like that, man. So, and, and I didn't even know. And I'll be wide open with the world, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I didn't know why she was resting all the time until I was exposed to it when I was in the neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? And they're like, hey, you take two of these pills and you drink a forty, and you feel straight. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, what? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. what do you mean? Hey, you know, my mom, you know, I thought it was a vitamin. You feel me? And that explained to me why she was, you know, the way she was. You know, she was, you know, resting or sleeping. You know, that's why I was free to adventure off. But I can tell you, man, that, that genuine love that she gave me, man, was ultimately fire. You know what I'm saying? It was, it was great. You know, it was, it was something that, you know, I can't ever, I can't ever, talk bad about because, you know, I wrote this song where I said, 
hey, I couldn't, you know, not to dog Chucks on me, but I'm just keeping it real with you, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I could have rocked in Chucks because my mama loved me too much, you know, so she spent them bucks because she did, Reggie. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you said, she would spend her last dollar on me. You know what I'm saying? And she overall taught me about God. And, you know, and seeing her wake up before I was up, you know, when she lived with me and she'd be in her word and, and she was in her own. It was like, she was like low-key alien. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, what the hell is she doing up this early, man? You know what I'm saying? I'm coming in from whatever I'm doing and she's over here reading a book. You know what I'm saying? Or she's, or she's saying, baby, I'm praying for you or, you know, uh, you know, trying to minister to me and stuff like that. And, and, and believe me, she was a prayer warrior too, man. She would be like, hey, you know, you going through something? Yeah. All right, well, let's pray. Bam! You know what I'm saying? They should just on site, bro. Like, this small woman would turn into a damn ferocious lion, homie. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, hold up, man. You know what I'm saying? But it, it was yeah. something that, it, it, it was something that, yo, man, like, now that I'm older, I'm like, hey, if she didn't pray for me, yo, maybe I would have died when I got hit when I was 15. Because remember this, homie, and I'll, I'll speak it out. I'll speak it in public, homie. Hey, I was a fool, right? So, hey, yo, I was laying on the ground with that, with, with with my lungs collapsing. All I remember, homie, was the the medics talking. Hey, we can only take one. So I, I pretend like I died, bro. I, I closed my eyes. I freaking, you know, made God all dramatic. They're like, oh, we're losing him. So they put that's the reason why I got lifted. You know what I'm saying? So hey, yeah. you know, I make a joker or whatever, homie. But hey, I pretend like I was dying. I was. You know, if you could see me, bro, I was laying there like, oh, you know? And and they're like, oh, we're losing this this little skinny Chinese-looking kid. You know, bam, bam, they take me, you know what I'm saying? Before you know it, I'm in, the, I'm in the bird, and I'm just like, man, you know? And, hey, that saved my life. Because in the documentary, they said if they weren't to take me first, I would have died. So, yeah. Yeah, and that, and that's what it, man, that's, it's crazy because, and that's the thing about it, man, your mom, like, what I can say about her is that, like, when I seen her, I seen love. Like, I seen genuine love. And, like, that's why I never – I work at a hospital. And people look at people that are on drugs or that come in for drugs or that are alcoholics, and they try to treat them like they less than. But I've met so many people that had their own demons, but what I did see them is love. And every time I seen your mom, I seen love, bro. Like, no no doubt, 100%. I seen love, and I – she had a smile and a charisma about herself that, like, she make anybody feel special. So you being her son, I know you really, really felt that, man. And, man, shout out to her, man. Just, just rest in peace and just, like, you don't get too many like her. So you were blessed, and we were blessed. The world was blessed to have her in our lives at whatever time we did. To meet somebody like her is a true blessing. So what advice do you have to people listening that may have lost their mom? I just say, you know what, man, it's, you know, gravitate towards, you know, belief, man. You know what I'm saying? Like belief and and if you if you guys believe in God, like, hey, you know, he'll help you through it. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's what helped me through it. I mean, look. I put that I put that down it's real man. Wednesday when she died, man, you know what I'm saying? It was a regular Wednesday. I jumped in the shower, got out, you go in the church now. And by the time I got out the shower, man, she's like, Look, I'm gonna be obedient, I'm gonna go. Bam, she gets in the car. Within we we park and man, within five minutes she gets hit right in front of me and I'm like, Whoa, you know, that really happened. You know what I'm saying? And it's like so cherish the people that <clears throat> you have in your life right now. You know what I'm saying? And if you if you've hurt somebody, 
you know what I'm saying? Just, you know, make things right, you know, in one way or the other. You know what I'm saying? Because one thing that we're great, you know, I, I, you know, I shout out to the homie uh, Kenny, man. I don't know him, but, you, you know, you did that podcast with him. You know, one thing he said and that I could relate to when I was listening to it yesterday was one thing is guaranteed is death. You know, and that's something we're all going to have to face one day, you know, and it's like once they're gone, they're gone. So, look, if, if death happens, man, the family, man, you know what I'm saying, just keep your head up. You know, for me and my family, man, I'm, I'm saying you serve the Lord. You know what I'm saying? The Lord will take care of everything else, man. Gravitate towards him. People that don't believe in him, I love you anyway. But you know what? Do what you got to do, man. You know what I'm saying? There's always a brighter day, you know, because I figure it out like this, man. If if I were to be the old Joe that you, you saw me transition to, bro, hey, man, dude, I would have failed my mom, bro. I would have been in prison for the rest of my life, man. You know, straight up. But that's another subject. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not gonna say it on on record. You know what I'm saying? Cause I don't do that. Yeah, yeah, man. And and while we on Kenny, man, hey, Kenny is out here doing great things, man. He's trying to get some toys for kids, man. He uh, put on his Instagram, uh, Ellie Lennon. It's E L L Y L I N E N. Ellie Lennon in this is his clothing brand, and he's trying to pull up on people in the hood and stuff like that and give out toys and do a giveaway and stuff like that. He said a lot of people ain't really hitting them, though. So, man, hit Kenny, man, at Ellie Lennon. That's E-L-L-Y-L-I-N-E-N. And he's trying to give away um, some pull-ups to any hood and try to give away toys to people in need. So get on that Instagram page. Uh, get on the website, Ellie, Ellie Lennon. And um shop at his uh his store, man, his online store. He's trying to give out like sixty percent of his earnings or something like that. I'm not for sure, so I don't wanna mess up. But uh he's trying to give back, man. So really support my boy Kenny and Ellie Lennon. Once again, that's E L L Y L I N E N. Support, yeah. man, people, good people, man. Support that. So yeah, so, so on that Go ahead, ahead. what you gonna say? No, I just want to give a big shout out to the to the garage man in East LA, man. You guys tune into them, uh, you know, in Operation Street Kids, man. I, I uh, had a chance to do the same thing, man. You know, with the toy drive. Um, don't know if they're gonna be doing it this year. I'm pretty sure they will. But yeah, any organization, any, uh, it ain't gonna be a specific one. But hey, if you guys see somebody out there in the inner cities, man, even down to the Turkey Drive, I know we did a uh, we did one a couple of years ago with with Stick Jack and some Psycho Realm, and you know, a, a bunch, you know. Uh, a bunch of different artists, you know, Reverie and all them, you know what I'm saying? It, it was it was a great thing to see people that are coming up, you know, from the underground and trying to help out. I mean, look, man, we're, we're, we're blessed to have a roof over our head, you know, and I think that we could afford, you know, something to give back, you know. And, and like I said, it ain't got to be everything. But, yo, shout out to all the entrepreneurs out there, man. Shout out to everybody that's making a difference. And shout out to all the dream builders, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the dream definitely. Man. So, Go ahead. Go ahead, bro. So on your dream, man, when did you really dig, go into this rap and really the music and then uh, the whole Wick Mill movement? Talk about that. Well, look, man, uh, you know, my bros, man, uh, you know, Harry and, and, and Frankie, man, they, uh, 
you know, they're a big, strong impact and with me on music, man, you know what I'm saying? And, and I wish them the best. I love them, you know what I'm saying? I know we had some differences and stuff like that, man, but it's going to be love until the cast is dropped, man, you know what I'm saying? The boy Solo said it, you know? Uh, so if they're listening, man, man, love to you, man, uh, always, man, regardless of whatever happens, man, you know? But like I said, man, it, it was them, you know, and, and uh, ultimately I just wanted to give back, man, because I started off from the roots of with Neil, you know what I'm saying? Like, they, they they introduced me to it, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, I had an opportunity to work with different artists back in 2015, you know? So, you know, how it happened was I was making music, and uh, I stopped, right? I had stopped making music. Um, and then, but, like, during that stop, you know, I was getting barbershops freestyling, the industry's freestyling. People were like, yo, you sound, you sound dope. Have you ever made music? I'm like, yeah, man, I dropped a couple tracks, but never took it serious, man. And then one day, you know, I had I had met my um, my bro uh, King Lil G, man. You know what I'm saying on Southgate, man. And uh, man, he took me underneath his wing for like a few months, man. Took me on, you know, VIP status, man. You know, the backstage meet and greets and the uh, dub show and stuff like that, man. And, and it was like a it was like a real NWA uh, feeling, man. You had people from different neighborhoods there. Nobody was tripping. I mean, and that's the way it's supposed to be. You know, I wish that I wish that that's the way it could be. Forever, man, with everybody that's in the music industry, man. Um, you know, hopefully it gets to that level. But, you know, I ended up seeing that it was possible. Everything that we were working for as Wick Mill, but we dropped because of whatever situation. Hey, man, it was it was, it was was real. I mean, you can go to Walmart, get some pull-out tables. You can get some state stickers fabricated, you know what I'm saying, for 100 bucks. You know, start passing them out, putting them on stop signs, you know, going performing for free and stuff like that. Hey, that's a movement, man. You know what I'm saying? Meet and greets. And just seeing, you know, the packed uh, shows, seeing the packed lines, bro, it, it just, it was like, yo, this is possible, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, he, he coached me on a few things, man. You know, shout out to him, to everybody that don't know who he is, man. You can go to uh, the boy King Lil G all together, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, he was, uh, he, he was he was solid, man, all across the board, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, I also got a chance to work with other people, man, like, you know, drummer and all them, you know, and people that were just really uh, authentic, man, you know, they, they didn't. They didn't care where you were from, man, as long as you, you got the music and you respect for us all love, man. So that's when I took it to the next level. You know, I was really I was really praying about it for a long time. Like, yo, should I continue to, you know, gravitate towards this music? You know what I'm saying? Should I should I really take it to this level? Because, hey, bro, I'm blessed enough where I can put the music down right now and, be, and, and still be good. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I just feel that there's a calling in my life. So, yes, in 2015, um, I, I called the bros. I told the bros, you know, hey, man, I want to pick up this Wick Mill music again. You know, they said, yes, send me the blessing. You know, we went ahead and started pushing it. Now, um, we're going to be starting this new this new thing that's going to be coming out, man. And I, I'll be, it's going to be to be announced, man. But, you know, it'll always be Wick Mill forever, man. But, you know, I, what I want to do is I want to I want to make something that's, that's going to be unique. You know what I'm saying? And um, the whole music, man, is just something that's been with me. And, and, you know, how, how it's happened, bro, is I swear, right after that, man, it just, man, I just started meeting people, man. I mean, once I once I made that quality decision, back to that quality decision, man, producers started coming, and that's why my boy Motai, man, shout out to him, man. I mean, check him out, man. I mean, he's the person that y'all never see behind my music, man. But I swear he's there, you know what I'm saying? I'm in the booth every single week, every week, religiously with my boy. 
You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I'm not saying to blow up nothing and, and you know, get fuzzy feelings. But I'm keeping it real. Look, he gave me an opportunity, bro, that nobody else gave me an opportunity, man. You know what I'm saying? Mixing, mastering, you know, being loyal, doing the damn thing. You know what I'm saying? Look, shout out to Motai, man. Does Motai have an Instagram or any way they, anybody uh, can reach him? Yeah, man. Uh, SoundCloud, you go to uh, M O T I 323. Again, that's SoundCloud at M O T I 323. You know, Adam, you know, check him out. All his Instagram information should be on there. It's called Motai Beats, M O T I. B E A T. Uh, I don't know if it's, a, it's a, an S, but yeah, all that together. So again, on IG, Motai M O T I B E A T S. Go check him out, support him. You know, I put my stamp on that, man. Okay, and the rest of your team. I know you're doing it big. You you shooting it. You in the studio. All your team, the, from the person that's shooting this to your sound. Anybody throw out their Instagram so the world can hear them. Like, what's they? How can people get in contact with them and check them out? Your team right now. Uh yo, shout out to my boy Angel Diamond. Uh, you can check him out all together on IG Angel Diamond XO. Uh, he got some dope. He's from Nicaragua, man. You know, he he basically came out here to live out his dreams. Shout out to my boy MK Vivid. It's M K V I V I D uh, Music with a Z. Uh, just look that up. It should pop up. Shout out to my boy Blair, uh, BL Wings. You know what I'm saying? He's coming out with a new, uh, a new EP that's about to drop. It's going to be super hot. And, uh, we're just all different people from different, you know, cultures and backgrounds that are just trying to push out this music in a positive way. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to hit you with a couple of questions, my little rapid round. Some of them is you got to choose one and some of them is just a straight out question. So, uh, yeah. let's get into it, man. Uh, who got it? Who's the best in your book, Kobe or Jordan? Jordan. Okay, so uh, the Lakers with Shaq or the Lakers without Shaq? Shaq. Oh, favorite Mexican rapper? Man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to damn. So let me turn up, bro. Hey, I like that. Yeah. Uh, uh, who's your favorite rapper all time? Man, my favorite rapper of all time, Jay-Z, bro. Oh, favorite Tupac song? Changes. Favorite Odie? I would say, uh, man, Marvin Gaye, just like music acapella. Oh, nice, man. What's a hobby that you are into that people may not know that you that you really like? A hobby that I'm into? Getting better. Or something that you like that that they, they may not know that you like, that you really like. Man, self-improvement, baby. You know what I'm saying? Every day, try something new, man. Oh, yeah. What's your favorite food? Ceviche, bro. Camarón. Which is which is uh, those that don't speak Spanish like me. Hey, that's uh, shrimp, man. You know what I'm saying? We we eat shrimp out here. Okay, okay. And uh, are you a De La Hoya or Canelo fan? I'm a De La Hoya man. Ah, oh, Oscar, you you ain't get on the Canelo wave yet, huh? Man, I, man, with all my family being from East Coast, man, I gotta I gotta go with the team, man. And plus, I gotta keep it OG, man. I can't I can't shift with the changes of the new age, man. So I'm gonna 
you know, shout out to the boy, man. But hey, yo, you know what, bro? Mayweather, I, you know, that's that's my boy too, man. I, I know a lot of people don't like him, but hey, man, that hard work and dedication is something that's practiced daily, man. That's it, man. That's hey, hard work, dedication was always remind like that. I remember that, man. Uh, and then, like, how can you be reached on all platforms? Anywhere, how could people see you, hear you, feel you? All right, so go to Instagram, Solo Eternal Music all together. That's S-O-L-O-E-T-E-R-N-A-L-M-U-S-I-C all together, Solo Eternal Music. You can catch me on YouTube at Wickmill TV. That's W-I-C-M-I-L-T-V. On SoundCloud, you go to Solo Eternal Official. And on uh, Facebook, Solo Eternal Music. If you go anywhere, just look up Solo Eternal, and I'll pop up. And what do you say to your supporters? Because I'm really, I've been watching your growth, and I'm like, man, you really got a support system behind you, man. What do you say to those people, man? Thank you. And I love y'all. You know what I'm saying? If it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be who I, where I'm at right now. So, yeah, big shout-out to everybody that's following my music. You know, shout-out to every culture out there, man. I love y'all. I sincerely do. I promise you I'm making a lot more music, man. I swear to you, dude, it's going to come out fire, bro. So, like I said, I can't wait to show you guys what we're working on next. Okay, and, and I like to leave all my people that rap and into music or whatever, I want you to do your favorite 16 that you remember from any rapper or yeah. your favorite 16 that's yours. Uh, you go ahead and spit it whenever you're ready. All right, it's going to be off the marks of the top of uh Yo, step up in the classics and walk the way I walk. I'm sitting so much pain and tragedy by the marks of the chalk. But society don't see the needs of the ones in the dark. So we gather together through the coldest and rainiest weather. For some say I'm clever for grabbing the pen and paper so you can read and witness about my life later. So I'm steady swimming through this lifestyle like a crocodile. I see past peers turn to foes, so I stay up on my tippy toes. Cutting them loose like broken hoes. My big ghost nuts said to break them off like dominoes. But all I know is six foes and four O's and public defenders until we graduate to parole. Yeah. Ooh. We like that. We like that, man. Hey, man. Hey, Joe, man. Appreciate it, man. And you, you're an inspiration, man. You've been through a lot and you still, you still turning, man. You still like waking up every day. And I'm glad that. You made that turn because you was that young boy that's out there right now, that young girl, that older person that's locked up in that cell. You were that person, and you made the change, man. So you're a real inspiration to a lot of people. You're an inspiration for me, man, if you don't know it, man. A lot of people, you know, we got to give them roses while people can smell them, man. Like, you, yeah. people really don't know they could be the difference. You can see somebody walking down the street, and that's a nice pair of sneakers or Hey, lady, I don't mean no, like, nothing by it, but you look really nice today. That's a nice outfit. That person could have been thinking about killing themselves. You could save a life by just playing a compliment. So it, it's just like, hey, man, we got to spread this love out here, man, and, and really just be an inspiration and tell people. And I'm telling you, man, for all you've been through and for you to still be standing and for you to be a positive, you're an inspiration for me, bro. I appreciate that, man. Yo, yo check it out, man. I, I want to give a big shout-out to everybody out there, man, and give a message to the world, man, that you know what? No matter what you've been through, no matter what you're facing, man, you know, God will put you through it, man, and he'll, he'll get you through it, you know what I'm saying? So just, you know, speak him, you know what I'm saying? And like I said, man, he'll do the rest, you know what I'm saying? And, and shout-out to all the people that are giving people opportunities, you know. I had a, I have a mentor that came from the South, man, you know what I'm saying, from Alabama, man, that 
you know, gave me an opportunity that changed my life, man, you know what I'm saying, and, and outside of the music world, you know what I'm saying, and there's people out there that do care, so hey, don't don't put a face to people that you don't know because that person can change your life. Yeah, definitely, man. Family is family. Family could be somebody you meet tomorrow. Just gravitate towards them, man. Whoever treats you right, that's what family is. They Whoever treats you the right way, they family, man. And, uh, um, this is Recorded Podcast. We're doing a giveaway. It's December and beyond, man. Um, uh, $25 gift card or whatever you want. That's a $25 value because we grind and we independent, baby. So uh, the best comment... Leave a comment under SoundCloud. This is recorded. Or please go to the Instagram and like and leave a comment. The best comment, man. We're giving a $25 gift card. A lot of people like Amazon because you can do whatever you want with it. $25 gift card, man. So comment, best comment. We're going to throw it out there for you, man. And uh, thank you again, Joe, man. Solo. Solo Eternal, man. He's coming, man. It's a new year, man. So everybody grind. A year can make a real difference. So, hey, let's get it, man. Yo, yo, one one last thing, man. I'm dropping the gift. It's going to be coming out on December 26th. It's going to be a free download for everybody. Make sure you guys tune in. Check it out. SoundCloud, the gift, Solo Eternal. We out here. Yeah. Hey, thank you, man. Hey, this is recorded. We out. Peace. All right. Much love.